Okie dokie. Um, artichokies. So why don't we go ahead and clap and get started and then we're going to introduce the pod right away because I'm noticing now that I'm the new Theo that it's annoying when we don't do that. Wow. <laughs> what if that's why he quit was just to teach you that particular lesson? Yeah, that is a I mean, it worked. <laughs> so maybe you can come back now. Yeah. <laughs> Ready? One, two, three. Nice. Nice. Nailed it. <sighs> yeah. I did it last time, Rachel. Why don't you do it? Okay. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to... You know what it is. What is it? What is it? It's a podcast. In fact, it's the podcast. <laughs> It's called the Fire the Cannon podcast. It's the podcast. And we have got some lag issues today. <laughs> and there isn't any other one. Uh, sorry, let me turn my <laughs> Wi-Fi off, I guess. Um, yeah, there is no other Fire the Cannon podcast. There is a Cannon Fire podcast. They are not there, related to us. Also, there is a Fire the Cannon podcast, but it's spelled differently and it's about football. Yeah. But it's about sports. Ooh. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Kind of like my name, there's there's different versions of it that sound similar, but nothing that is exactly mm -hmm. spelled the same. So we are the one and only baby. Yes. Welcome. You guys are members of an exclusive club. True. And that club is the club where you listen to your hosts talk about books. And one of your hosts is me, Rachel. The other host, or one of the <laughs> other hosts, is me, Jackie. And the third person today is me, Becca. Woo. You guys probably thought... You'd heard the last of me because I haven't been in the last couple episodes. That's not true. Back. That isn't true. Yeah. Well, I thought you had a guest episode and a Megan episode. <laughs> we did, but that was just one. And I don't yeah. think it's even come out at this point. Though, I don't know, because in the first Twelfth Night episode, I said, yeah, this will be out by Valentine's Day. And then I had to go amend that because it just wasn't true. So I don't know when anything's coming out. Well, yeah. So maybe everyone is surprised to hear me, not to see me, never to see me. But maybe not. You can always expect to see Becca. <laughs> Every time people see Becca, they're like, that's not a surprise at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Becca, in fact, if the people listening to this episode are habitual podcast listeners of our podcast, then they've actually heard you four times in a row at this point. Whoa. I think. It's all coming together. This has been Confusion About Our Own <laughs> Podcast with Jackie, Rachel, and Becca. Um, so we, this time, we are doing the second Twelfth Night episode, which means we're covering the last half of the play, mm -hmm. Acts 3 and 4. Yay! And 5. Jackie? Oh, yeah, and Jackie? <laughs> Did you stop at the end of Act 4? Boy, I wondered why they didn't resolve anything. It was so confusing. <laughs> so, Rebecca, do you remember anything about the first episode? Yeah, I remember everything about the first episode. Whoa! Yeah. Let's talk about this. Becca and audience, as I'm sure you recall... Our main character's name is Viola, and she's going by Cesario at the moment. She works for and is love with is is in love with for some reason. <laughs> she's love with Count Orsino. She's yeah for some reason in love with Count Orsino, and he is in love with a woman named Olivia. Olivia is in love with Cesario and really doesn't like Orsino at all. Yeah, she thinks Cesario's a man, and so she's in love with him, who is actually Viola. Um, Viola. She has a twin named Sebastian, and both of them like shipwrecked 
into this kingdom called Illyria. Uh, she thinks he's dead. He thinks she's dead. They've split up. And Sebastian ended up with this guy named Antonio who saved him from the water. And Antonio is like really into Sebastian. <laughs> I know. I ship it. I thought about it. The one who uses the word love the most times in this yeah. play, I believe, is Antonio towards <gasps> Sebastian. Literally oh, no. every time he appears on the page, he confesses his love to Sebastian. He's always like, love you, bro. I love you so much. Like, your face made me love you. Like, I've loved you ever since I pulled you from the sea. And then Sebastian's always like, thanks, man. Thanks. I appreciate that. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's oh, so sad. I wonder, because you know there's like a lot of things in Shakespeare where people will be like, okay, but loved, it didn't mean it that way. I met it in this other way. And then I yeah. always think of this subreddit called r slash safo and her friend, which is like, everybody always just pretends that like gay people are like gal pals or like roommates. Yeah, gals like, being nothing's pals. ever gay. This is the thing where this, their dynamic is so gay that <laughs> like, rather than looking for evidence that it's gay, I was like, is there any evidence whatsoever is there any possible clue that they're not gay does antonio <laughs> ever open his mouth and not say that i'm in love with his face yeah it's it's very gay that's all i can say about it i guess he pulled him from the ocean I though know. that's very romantic there's a fool i really don't like him he just goes around saying stuff and then there's also there's a c plot going on which involves lady olivia's cousin slash uncle toby his friend sir andrew and her handmaiden mariah or maria i'm not really sure i know in the past people used to pronounce that spelling mariah but so those three have a scheme going to trick malvolio who's like the steward of lady olivia's household into thinking she's in love with him and she wants him to do all these crazy things that she actually hates mm -hmm. and the reason they are doing that to him is because he was like please shut up so everyone can go to bed. Yeah, he issued a noise complaint and the frat bros were like, let's ruin his life. Yeah. And humiliate him. <laughs> Aww. Mm -hmm. um, I'm surprised that the C plot isn't the one where um, Sebastian and Viola both got shipwrecked because that's that's a C plot right there. Uh, that was bad, Jackie. Blah, blah. Yeah, but she's thinking about it. You could see the gears turn. Come on, Jacob, take a piss at me now. <laughs> <laughs> take another piss. <laughs> That's really, I'm making fun of Becca every time I Wait, do what's that. But the I'm real, not stop. what's the real, or the real <laughs> phrase? Like taking the piss out of somebody. Out of, yeah. And I don't know why it is that because that's a weird image. Yeah. <laughs> like what does It'd it be really easier mean? to take a piss at someone. You just pee <laughs> on them, right? <laughs> yeah, that would be how you would do it. Or you would do it at them, not necessarily on this them. This isn't the R. Kelly pod. We're not, we're not into that. No way. It's often abbreviated just taking the piss. That just means like I'm ragging on you. Yeah. I'm so glad that Americans don't say that, by the way. Uh, well, welcome to America, because we just These did. These three do, Last I guess. Time. <laughs> one time I said something, like, well, I'm sure I've said things like that a lot of times, but one I can remember is, you know, people back in college, I, maybe sometimes people say it now, but I, I seem to remember it much more when we were young. People would say, like, hey, can you smoke me up? Meaning, like, can you get me high? Like, can, can I borrow some weed from you or something? Like, can I smoke with you? Can I have it? Yeah, can I have it? <laughs> but I, I think one time I said, like, oh, yeah, can you smoke me out? Meaning, like, can you light a like a smoke bomb in my house and, like, force me to leave? <laughs> Isn't that what smoking something out is? Like, yeah, just making so. it leave? Yeah, basically, like, fill it with so much smoke that you have to get out of there. Yeah, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> 
That's pretty good. (laughs) Gotta be really careful with your prepositions. Anything can happen. Yeah. All right. So we left off with the C plot of Malvolio deciding he's going to do all these crazy things for Olivia, um, thinking that she likes them. And everything has been set in motion. So let's just continue. And I wrote down an outline of what happened specifically in like the second half of Act 4. Nothing else. Why? Because that's the most confusing, I thought. So are you saying, so that's the only notes you took, correct? Yeah. Okay. So then we'll go with my notes this time as well. If we went with my (laughs) notes, it would just be episode over. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We do a little skit and then that's the end. That's what Mm -hmm. people come here for. Okay, so Act 3, Scene 1, we open with Viola and the Fool, and I put this in quotes, bantering. And for some reason, she calls him wise and gives me money. And my note says, I would not pay him, which is true. Like, every time this bozo is on the page, I'm like, get him out of here. Like, he needs to be cut. Rachel really hates fast. What did you think, Jackie? I mean, I didn't have a problem with him. What did you do? He just keeps, like, being sassy. He's a clown. He's sassy to everyone. It's like, shut up. But why do—I wouldn't like that. What do you want him to do? Get out of the play. (laughs) What's that restaurant people could go to where the waiters are really mean to them and they decorate a hat with insults and make you wear it? Dick's Last Resort? Is that it? Maybe. I've never been, but I remember in high school people would go. I don't know, but Becca, that's funny because I thought of that exact thing. I was like, this is literally just paying someone to be mean to you like that restaurant, but I don't, I think that's what it's called. I think Dick's is right because I remember there's the Dick's Sporting Goods too. Oh gosh. (laughs) They don't, they don't do that. Don't sue us Dick's Sporting Goods like they. (laughs) But I just don't like him. I also, I don't think he's very smart. Like, everyone's like, ooh, you're so smart. And it's like, no. Well, Rachel, everybody in this play is hella dumb. But also, I just feel Shakespeare's hand very heavy upon him. Like, you him. think Shakespeare <laughs> likes the fool and he thinks he's great? He was having it's fun. It's just like pure Shakespeare talking. And I'm like, Shakespeare? Shut up. <laughs> if you wanted to just talk as yourself, be an essayist. Don't be a playwright. I just don't like him. I'm imagining myself interacting with him and, and the whole time I'm like... You know, I'm not going to share my money with you. And if I was a lady and he talked to me like that, I would kick his butt out of my house. Like, literally, I would kick his butt. You would smoke him out. Yeah. I would. I'd take a piss at him. I would smoke him out. <laughs> Maybe that's Shakespeare's dream job, to just be an asshole to people and they pay him for it and tell him how clever he is. He kind of was. Sometimes the characters are allegories to contemporaries of his. I feel like that's basically every every playwright. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter if they're writing comedies or not. They always end up pissing off some important figure and just being like, uh-huh, it was a play. He's just, he's too sassy. Here's the other thing, though. Um, I considered bringing this up later, but I'll do it now. There's a point where one character says to him, I believe it's Olivia later on. She's like, you say you're a fool, but you're actually wise because you are always just the exact fool that everyone who interacts with you wants you to be. Like, you're so good at being a fool. So I thought to myself, maybe if I met him, he would just be like a normal guy and be like, hey, what's up? And I would be like, oh, hey, here's a coin. Oh, yeah, because he's perfectly adapted to your needs. Oh, right. And your needs are just different. <laughs> to not They're have totally different. Or like if he met you, it would be like matter meeting antimatter and he would just not exist. <laughs> he would explode, yeah. 
But it's possible yeah. that it's not him that I hate. It's the other character's fool needs that I hate. If I had a guy that I could just order around to be like, hey, go make fun of that person over there mercilessly and they just have to do it. I think I'd do it. Who, nobody's telling him what to do. Sometimes. Like he just randomly shows up to different people's houses and they're like, get out of here. And then he's like, you know, you're the fool. <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah. Yeah, so Olivia and Viola, they come in, they're they're bantering, they're talking, and yeah, Olivia tells Viola, who she thinks is Cesario, she's like, you know, once you blossom into a mature man, you're gonna make some woman a great husband, basically. This is How old is like Viola? She's gotta be young, too. She's gotta be, like, late teens, I think, for her to be yeah, unmarried. Yeah, she's probably, like, 19, something like that. I don't know how old Olivia is, because every time she refers to Cesario, she calls him the youth. And I'm probably like, cause that's just weird. Probably because can't grow a beard, maybe, and she's slender and androgynous. I, it just implies that he's younger than her. I mean, at the <laughs> like time, they considered, women, they considered women to be marriageable at a younger age. So I could see a woman of 17, woman at the time, not now, a woman at the time who's 17, seeing a man who's 17 and being like, you're a boy. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, but she does call him youth a whole lot. And Viola, again, is like, hey, I'm here on behalf of my boss, like the Duke Orsino. You're supposed to like him. And she's like, I don't. I like Yeah, you. she finally does confess it. And she's like, can you just please be with me? And this is the other thing is Viola's always like dropping these quote unquote hints. And she tells her straight out. She says, listen up. No woman shall be mistress of my heart except myself. So <laughs> she just said, I'm a yeah. woman. <laughs> yeah, but nobody listens. Like this happens multiple times. Like she'll say things. She'll be like, like "By the way, I'm a girl." <laughs> yes, exactly. And everybody's like, "That's so hilarious, Cesario." But at one point, like Olivia gives this long declaration of love yeah. to Cesario, and Viola's response is one line: "I pity you." Olivia says, "That's kind of close to love." That's pathetic. <laughs> I know. That's pathetic. That is, a, that is a pathetic response. I know. Olivia has a lot of problems. Even if you think that, God, don't say so it. What would you say to one of your friends in that scenario, I mean, Becca? they wouldn't listen to me, though. My friends never listen to me. Well, well, I have <laughs> a lot of friends who are a little pathetic in terms of love. I just wash my hands of it and say, that's none of my affair anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's sad. She needs a therapist they didn't exist sure. yet they just had that fool instead oh yeah oh. I, the, the fest basically is their therapist but he's a terrible therapist uh. yeah. um yeah so olivia's like oh pity that that you know we're getting there that's that's kind of close yeah. to love and viola's like no we oftentimes pity our enemies so are you saying we're enemies that would be hot some would say hot Enemies to lovers. <laughs> Were you gonna say that before I said it? <laughs> yeah, because Hanitua, Becca, and I, we have a little group chat with our friend Hanitua, and I sent her a tweet where someone was like, "The hottest thing a hero can do is show up b covered in blood at their villain's door and be like, I didn't know where else to go.'" And I sent it to yeah. the group chat, and Hanitua, within seconds, had responded, "Woo, gets my heart pumping just thinking about it." <laughs> <laughs> I do like the enemies to lovers trope. It's pretty good. So here's the thing. Once Olivia is like straight up, I love you. And then Viola's like, but can you just love my boss? And Olivia says like, no, I can't. Viola says, well, okay, I'm going to leave and you'll never see this face again. And then Olivia says, 
Well, here's the thing. If you keep coming back, you might be able to convince me to fall in love with your boss. Maybe I'll start to love Duke Orsino. <laughs> She's pathetic. I know. She's I pathetic. Know. Poor Olivia. She needs sneaky a little girl. What? I mean, it wasn't sneaky. It was just it's like. It's not sneaky. <laughs> it's just pathetic and dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's not sneaky. It's obvious. Yeah, I don't even get the sense that she's trying to trick him. I think she's just like, come back again. Mm, here's an excuse. Yeah. So the next scene begins and it's Sir Toby, Sir Andrew and Fabian. Has Fabian come in before? He's just, he's like just another, another servant from Olivia's house. Yeah, he's just another dude. So Sir Toby, who is Olivia's cousin slash uncle, we're not sure has been saying, hey, Sir Andrew, my good drinking buddy, I want you to marry Olivia. That would be so fun. We could hang out all the time. And as Becca correctly <laughs> pointed out in the last episode, they already hang out all the time. There doesn't need to be a marriage. It's true. But Sir yeah. Andrew is like feeling like he's starting to feel kind of entitled to Olivia because Toby keeps saying like, dude, you should get married. You should get married. She likes those you. idiots. <laughs> he's an idiot. He's a real big idiot. I don't even think they've spoken at this point in the play. I don't think Olivia and Andrew ever have dialogue together. I don't know if they ever do. But he tells him, like, oh, uh, she likes you. And Andrew's like, no, she doesn't. I literally saw her get a crush on some youth. And let me tell you yeah, something. She, he was standing in the in the yard watching all this. Where was he? Was he even on the stage? But, but the response from Sir Toby to Andrew saying that is, and I quote... You should have banged the youth into dumbness. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me find this. So now um, I guess he's out for blood. <laughs> oh, yeah. You should have banged the youth into dumbness. Yeah, that does say that. <laughs> Did you not believe me? <laughs> I thought, well, there have been a couple times where your version reads a little different than mine, but that's exactly the same. It also it also says um, you should challenge the youth to fight and hurt him in 11 places. What are the 11 places? One peen, two testicle, three other testicle, four eye, five other eye. Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming somewhere in there is going to be like an organ, vital Mm. organ of some sort. The skin, the largest organ of the body. (laughs) Hurt him in his skin. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That man in his most important organ. And they think he's a boy, too. It's like you're a grown man and you're going to... You're going to kick a boy in the peen? Oh, Grow up. I, well, I don't know that he really said to do that. But, um, no, Andrew's like actually pissed. So he's like, yeah, I saw them like clearly Olivia Flirting, likes this boy yeah. instead. And Fabian says, oh, that means she likes you even more because she was trying to make you jealous. And he's like, shut up. Seriously, that's <laughs> what they say to him. And they're like, that was your chance to like rush in and show off how strong you are. And now you failed in two different ways. But okay, the other thing was they say something to him about like you hung there like the icicle on a Dutchman's beard. But is Holland colder than England slash Illyria? Like Holland is quite cold. What's this? Is it a stereotype about Dutchmen having beards? Like what? I don't understand that reference. I'm not entirely sure. So Toby says, okay, Andrew, here's what you're going to do. Go write a challenge letter to the youth and tell him like you have to fight me. And then give it to me and then I'll give it to him. So Andrew's like, cool. And he's going to go write the letter. Fabian and Toby are left alone. And Fabian's like, uh, are you really going to do that, bro? And Toby's like, no, he's so stupid. I'm just going to take the letter and tell the youth a totally different thing. And then I'm going to make sure they don't fight. But we have to make sure that Andrew feels like he's doing something. (laughs) Yeah. He's really doing the most. Like Toby is doing the most at all times for a town drunk, you know? He's a meddler. Seriously. It's it's a little nutty. 
We will talk even more about that scheme later because it gets more complicated later. <laughs> but I will say, scene three, my only note is Antonio is gayer than ever. And that's what did he do? <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> he was like, I like, I can't. It was so dangerous for me to come back here because everyone wants to kill me. But like, I just love you so much, bro. And I've I've loved you ever since I pulled you from the waves. And like, let's get a hotel room together. I'll Whoa. go. And here, you, you take my purse, like take all my money. And then Sebastian is like, oh, I don't need it. And he's like, you might want to buy yourself a little treat with it while I'm <laughs> oh securing us a hotel room. <laughs> and then that's the a end sugar of the daddy. scene. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I wondered, I, I could be wrong, but I wondered if Antonio was saying like, maybe you'll see a girl that you want to like bring home or like a Pay sex worker. For? I don't know. I just, there's, he's in love with him. There's no way. <laughs> Sounded like a man telling another man, I'm getting us a whole a hotel room. You take my money and buy yourself something nice. Yeah. yeah that's what <laughs> buy yourself like something for you <laughs> from me. Seriously, I'm Googling Antonio and Sebastian gay right now. Hmm. We'll see if that comes up with anything. At least Antonio is gay. Yeah, it seems like it definitely is. Yeah, so Sebastian is like, well, why don't we go see the town together? And Antonio says, no, let's do it tomorrow. Sebastian's like, come on, I'm not tired. Let's go walk around. Let's see the sights. And Antonio's like, I can't go out at night (laughs) because they're going to get me. Like, that's how (laughs) bad it is for me here. You take all my money. You go have fun by yourself a little yeah and he's like did you kill a lot of people and he's like i don't really want to talk about it it wasn't that bad but like it was basically as bad but it was something else i've never understood we don't get what to the find hell out. he did i didn't know if this was just me not having good reading comprehension i'm sure someone does know but i don't know because i, I read think i know <laughs> was he just a pirate did he just take things yeah I think he, like, sunk some ships and stole property. How did that not kill anybody? He was a pirate. A gay, gay pirate? <laughs> Our flag means death? Becca's got a favorite character. I No, I, he was already a front runner, but looking even better. Gay Antonio pirate. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. It's, I mean, if you Google it, he's all over the place with everyone being like, this dude's gay. Yeah. And Antonio's like, okay, come to the elephant. That's the name of the inn where we're going to be. Uh. And Sebastian's like, okay, cool. I'll see you in an hour. And he's like, don't forget the elephant. And Sebastian's like, yeah, I remember you literally just told me. Yeah. He's really insistent that we got to go to the elephant. Is this like an elephant walk kind of thing? I don't think so. (laughs) Now I'm just like seeing innuendos where they're probably not. That's the problem (laughs) is trying to find innuendos because we just have so, our, our references are so different. Okay. We need like someone who does like queer Shakespeare studies to come on and explain to us how gay this is because I I know it's it is gay there's an amount of gayness I want to know how much <laughs> it is so I guess I'm going to do a plug because today through our Fire the Cannon pod um, Instagram account I fo- I followed another Instagram account called Shakespeare Made Me Gay I think there's some periods in there like Shakespeare.made.me.gay or something like that. <laughs> but I proceeded to go and like follow a bunch of followers of that page because I was like, I think these are our people. I think they'll like what we're doing. <laughs> but yeah, well. uh, maybe we could see if that person has any idea about, you know, on the on the Richter scale of gayness. Where is this? Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to find someone. I know it would come out like quite a bit after this episode does, but I think it would be a good conversation. So He's like, yep, I remember. I'll see you at the elephant walk later on. And uh, mm-hmm. so then Olivia, Mariah, Maria come in. And mm-hmm. Olivia's like, oh, my God, I sent for the youth. Like, Cesario says he's going to come. Like, what should I do? What should I 
what should I give him? Oh my god, I'm talking too loud. Where's Malvolio? Mm-hmm. Maria's like, um, he's coming, but he seems like he's insane. He's, he's crazy, like, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, we're gonna talk more, but, like, I feel like Mariah, Mariah, you're, you're confusing me now. Maria, I feel like she's doing too much. Yeah. Like, she already wrote this letter in Olivia's handwriting and had it delivered to Malvolio and said, like, made up all these things that she knew Olivia wouldn't like and told him to do them. She already did enough. But now she's coming and doing more things. She knows she did this to him. And she's coming to Olivia and saying, boy, he's crazy. Look at all these things. So Malvolio comes in, and I'm I'm sure this is going to be like a part where the audience would have been roaring with laughter. Here, wait, wait, wait. I just need to say, I don't respect a prankster who has to meddle this much throughout the entire prank. I respect right. a prankster just who sets prank it up unfold. like a row of dominoes, gives it one little flick, and we watch the dominoes fall elegantly. Exactly. Right. Form spirals, whatever. I like the work to be done ahead of time, but she is like dipping in and out of this prank, and yeah. she needs this to let it like, go. A Rube Goldberg machine that she starts off and then she just like walks the thing all through and does all of the other work too. <laughs> yeah, like she's carrying the marble <laughs> yeah, around and she's around. She's lowering the little baskets and flipping mm-hmm. the little seesaws and all sorts well, of it's stuff. Also, it doesn't feel like a prank as much anymore as just bullying. Lying. You yeah, know, lying, bullying and lying. <laughs> yeah, well, because it's like, it's just more mean-spirited. I feel like if you sow one little seed and then you just watch the chaos pop out you're like oh so funny yeah if you keep in and you just keep digging and digging and make someone look bad all the time it's just like leave them alone what's wrong with you (laughs) yeah well like it's like when steven tricked me into thinking i had a secret admirer and i needed to go meet him somewhere um if he had then gone on to like bring everyone out to the quad that I knew and say, hey, watch Jackie not get met by this guy. Like that would just be cruel. Or if he (laughs) had seen you. Oh, he did the first part. Yes. (laughs) We've talked about it on a different episode. He sent me an anonymous email and was like, I'm too shy to say anything. Will you come meet me on this day? Like, you don't know me, but I know you come meet me. And I was just like, okay. And then it it was just a joke. It was just Stephen playing a joke on me. But also it would have been bad if he had like emailed a random other person and pretended to be you. And said, no, like, that's true. Oh, yeah, that would have been too much. Well, that wouldn't necessarily have worked because that person would have had to have been interested in me. You know, if if it's well, like, hey, I'm Jackie. No, no, no. He wouldn't say, hey, I'm Jackie. He would be like, oh, I'm a secret admirer. I'm yeah. a mystery girl. Yeah. If he said I'm a girl, then the I'm guy would be definitely like, definitely not Jackie. <laughs> so don't worry about that because she's not showing up. <laughs> yeah. ABJ, anyone but Jackie. <laughs> he played a lot of funny tricks on He was on quite me. the prankster. He really was. Back in his day. I wonder what was up with him. <laughs> One time he newspapered me and Rachel inside our dorm room. Yeah, he, he used did to have that. so much more energy than he has now. He, he um, <laughs> command stripped a mirror to the ceiling above Jackie's lofted bed. Oh my. <laughs> yep. He did a lot of One things. One time he hid in my bed. And flattened himself out. You know how skinny he, he is. He And he was even skinnier was skinnier. Yeah. The man was like a sheet of paper. It was crazy. But usually Steven was in our room. Yeah, so I came in. I'm getting ready for bed. I'm like, oh, where's Steven? He, where's our third roommate who's not supposed to be here? And Rachel's like, oh, he's spending the night in his own room tonight. And I was like, wow, that's yeah. crazy. So you were in on I it, climbed. Rachel. Yeah, yeah. This one, I wasn't really in on the other ones at all. <laughs> yeah, no. So we turn off the lights, and I climb up into my lofted bed, and I'm like blindly feeling my way towards the pillow, and I feel a man. <laughs> that is terrifying. <laughs> a skinny little man. 
one? And I start hitting him because I didn't know who the fuck that was. He deserves yeah. it. So, he, yeah, he definitely deserved it. He laid in that bed for like, what, 40 minutes while I was like getting ready and everything. And we're just chatting. I don't think it was that long. I think it was like seven minutes. <laughs> These days he would have fallen asleep. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, Maria's doing too much. She goes to Olivia and is like, ooh, he's crazy. Look how crazy he is. Mavolio comes in and he's, again, smiling smiling too much, like all the time. He's wearing yellow stockings and the, and the stockings are cross-gartered. And I looked up what this means because he says... It doesn't sound that bad. <laughs> I mean, well, Olivia says, why are you smiling? Like, I'm sad. And first of all, not everyone has to be sad just because you're sad. But like your employees right. don't all have to be sad for sure. <laughs> yeah, like I'm going to fire you if you don't get sad right now. But he says, oh, well, I I mean, I could be sad because this cross gartering on my leggings is actually really tight um, and it blocks my blood flow. But hey, if you like it, then I like it. And so I looked up and it's she's like, like, I don't you know, like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know how like. If your ballet shoes like kind of will get like yeah. crisscrossed up the leg, oh, like yeah. the ribbons will get crisscrossed. That's a cool It's look. basically like that, but they're really tight looking. I mean, I just don't think it's so out of the ordinary that you would be like, lock this man up in an insane asylum, which is what she basically does. She tells Toby like, this guy's gone mad. You need to deal with him. So he he's like, perfect. We're going to lock him up. It's not just because of the leggings. It's like his crazy smile that he never lets drop. And like, okay, this is a drastic change in his demeanor. Like I would think he had syphilis. But that's not enough. Like to just be like, to tell your cousin, I'm sick of him. He's crazy. Deal with him. Like get him out of my well, sight. Well, he also starts... <laughs> like making overtures of love to her, towards her. So she was like, yeah, People he's have definitely been crazy. sent to insane asylums for a lot less, Rachel. That's true. <laughs> women have, not men. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, women. <laughs> if you have some postpartum have. depression, straight to the asylum for you. Straight to the asylum. This time period. Uh, I think even much less than that. They sent the guy who invented Listerine. They sent him to the nut house because he said that there are germs. Oh, <laughs> and yeah, they were like, wanted, no, yeah. there aren't. <laughs> Horton Hears a Who. What? That's what it was. Oh. Do you not know about Horton Hears a Who? Why did you just say I that? Did. Where did that come from? Because someone being like, there's tiny little creatures and everyone being like, no, there's not. You're going to go to jail. Oh, no, I don't. I was afraid of Dr. Seuss, you know. But still, sometimes you still learn about things. He's Horton's an elephant. He's an elephant, though. He's cute. Yeah, he has big ears and he like... All of a sudden, there's a dust speck, and he hears these tiny little voices. Oh, no, that's And they're who's. And he tries to tell people, like, there's tiny, tiny little people who live on this dust speck. And everyone is like, let me hear. And they can't hear it. And they're like, you know, F you. We're going to boil this that dust terrible. speck. <laughs> that's, this is horrifying. And they call in these monkey brothers to boil the dust speck. And Horton's like, no, you can't. Because there's people. You're going to murder them. And everyone's like, we're going to murder them. And you're going to go to an insane asylum. And then all the who's have to, like, join together to shout. You're wrong. This doesn't exist. But we're going to kill it. Yeah. To prove <laughs> yeah. him. Like, to prove to him that just there's no people want him there. to be sad. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, no, I feel the way about Dr. Seuss, the way Becca feels about Muppets. I find them incredibly disturbing and <gasps> I, I just don't want to think Jackie, about it. Jackie, a them. person's a person no matter how small. It's nope. true. And an elephant's faithful 100%. So Bavolio's like, yep, these leggings kind of suck, but I mean, if you like them, that's fine. Olivia goes, why don't you go to bed, Malvolio? And Malvolio's like, okay, yeah, come with me. I'll come to with you too. 
Come with me. I'll come with you, too. <laughs> <laughs> this is another time where a character says something and the other person that they're speaking to just totally ignores it. And he's like, yeah, let's go to bed, Olivia. And she's like, hmm, that's weird. Anyway. <laughs> Why are you smiling so much? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maria steps in and is just like, why are you being so weird? And I'm like, you know why he's being weird, Maria. <sighs> Maria. So he proceeds to list out all of the things that Olivia said to him, like, be not afraid of greatness. Some people are born great. Olivia has a line where she just says, huh? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, why are you confessing your love to me? And he's like, you know, you just like you told me, girl, don't be afraid of greatness. Some people have it thrust upon them. <laughs> It's I like, would have brought out the letter by then and just been like, look at this letter you sent me. Why are you? And then she'd be like, I didn't send you the It would have. Yeah, it that does happen at some point. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but not now. Um, yeah. So now a servant comes in and is like, hey, that hot youth is back. And Olivia's like, uh, yep, I'll but it's be the right Sebastian there. this time, not Cesario. <laughs> no, it's it's Cesario still. Oh, Sebastian okay. is like <laughs> window shopping. I don't know what Maybe he's, he's up to. getting himself a little treat. After she leaves and Maria leaves, Malvolio is left alone on the stage and he has a monologue where he says to himself, like, that was total proof Olivia loves me. Like, she responded yeah. so well. She said, <laughs> let this fellow be looked to, meaning like somebody take care of this guy. But she said, fellow. She said, fellow. That means she sees me as an equal. That means this is an irrefutable proof that she's in love with me and that I, I got everything right in that letter. That's what he takes yeah. away from that interaction. He's like, she doesn't call me by my name. She calls me a fellow. So she's into me, which like <laughs> everyone in this place. So foolish. it's like a man who has a who has like a female friend. Yeah, because she's like, hi. Yeah, she like hugged me goodbye <laughs> one time. She's in love with him, even though she's maybe just smiles at him sometimes. <laughs> or like a man who uh, just like has a waitress and she's like, how are you yeah. doing today? And he's like, damn, she likes me. Yeah, time to become obsessed. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on from this part. <laughs> we find out that Andrew has written a challenge letter to Cesario, but it's like written in such a way that he can't get in trouble with the law. So it's like very <laughs> twisty. He says, should we read part of it? Or? I'll just read it. It's really, it's really short. Okay, read the whole letter. Yeah. So he says, youth whatsoever thou art, thou art but a scurvy fellow. Wonder not, nor admire not in thy mind why I do call thee so, for I will show thee no reason for it. Yeah. So it says like, don't worry about why I'm going to fight you because I'm not going to tell you in this letter written down. So it continues, thou comest to the Lady Olivia and in my sight she uses thee kindly, but thou liest in thy throat. But that's not why I'm going to fight you. So don't worry, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I will waylay thee going home. Where, if it be thy <laughs> chance to kill me, thou killest me like a rogue and a villain. So, if you kill me, that makes you a criminal. Yeah, and he's not even, he thinks he's saying it in such a way where he's, like, not threatening <laughs> him. Where he's like, you're gonna see me, and you might kill me, and that would be terrible. Yeah, that would be against the law for you to do that if I attack you while I'm walking <laughs> home. So then he says... Fare thee well, and God have mercy upon one of our souls. He may have mercy upon mine, but my hope is better, and so look to thyself, thy friend, as thou usest him, and thy sworn enemy, Andrew Eggcheek. <laughs> he's covering all his oh, so yeah, bases. He's very though. obviously calling him out. <laughs> Fabian is listening to this, and Tobia, Tobia, Toby and Maria are too, and they're just like, dang, he's keeping on the good side of the law there. They're all pretty dumb too. Well, they're not that dumb because they all say to each other afterwards, they're like, I don't think that letter's gonna work. Yeah, no, Andrew leaves. <laughs> Andrew leaves, and Toby is like, 
Yeah, there's no way I'm Yeah, <laughs> so he says, I'm going to come up with a much better letter, and I'm going to, like, deliver it in such a way where the youth will be like, oh, I have to fight him. <laughs> yeah, because he says, look, that young gentleman, the youth, I think he's kind of smart, and the, there's no way he's going to take this letter. It says, therefore, this letter, being so excellently ignorant, will breed no terror in the youth. He will find it comes from a clod pole. Yeah. So he's like, I'm just going to go talk to him. This letter isn't going to scare him at all. Yeah. Toby also literally says, like, hopefully they both kill each other, which this is your best friend who you're trying to get your niece to marry. So, like, what are you talking about? Like, why do you want someone to kill him? Um, No, I mean, I don't think that's what he he says. This will fright them so that they will both kill one another by the look like basilisks, basically. So I think he just means like he wants them saying as soon as they see each other, they'll kill each other with a look. The whole point of a basilisk is it kills you by looking uh, but at he, you. So in mine, he doesn't say basilisk. He says cockatrice. Yes, that's what it says in mine too. But my footnote says those are basilisks. But I don't think that makes any sense. What is he saying? Like, I hope that they'll turn each other to stone with their gaze. Like, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, with their gaze. <laughs> yeah, okay. We've all got gaze in this play. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> That's how I that's how I took it. Like, oh, he just wants to make them mad at each other, but he doesn't actually want them to like physically touch each other. He wants them to glare. Yeah. That's it. Like that's his big prank. They're gonna glare at each other. Is that what you think he's saying? I don't know why this is happening. why is he playing this prank on Andrew I don't at all? Know. Like why does he want him to fight this guy? <laughs> he's so bored, I guess. Just, he thinks it's just yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's he bored. does I don't know. want him to marry Olivia. Maybe he thinks this will help him get Olivia though. Oh, honestly, maybe that's right. But he at no point like, okay, Andrew's not a good fighter and he's older and he's drunk all the time and he's not very smart. And Toby (laughs) knows all of this. So that's why he's like, the the youth is going to kill him if he does this. So I'm going to make it so that it's not going to end up like that. I mean, we'll get to what he actually does, which is we cut back to Olivia and Cesario and Olivia's like, oh, here, basically like take this locket. It's got my picture on it. Can you just wear it, please? And it's a little, yeah, it's pathetic. Yeah. Olivia's like, what do you want from me? Like, what can I do? Like, what do you want me to do, Cesario? I'll do anything. And Cesario's like, how about you fall in love with my boss? And she's like, well, anything. Yeah, (laughs) basically. So the way that they phrase it is like, I'll give you anything, anything you want. I will give it to you. And Cesario says like, okay, give your love to my boss. And she says, but I already gave it to you. So I can't. And then Cesario's like, well, I'll give it back to you. Yeah. She's like, I'll let you off the hook. You can have it back. And she's like, you're a fiend. But doesn't Viola love Orsino? So why does she want his love to be reciprocated by Olivia? Because then she can't have him. Maybe she just really loves banter. She can't resist a good line as soon as she hears one or like thinks of one. She has to respond. Or maybe she understands how love works and she knows that Olivia is not going to just decide to love this guy. So she's just like biding her time until Orsino yeah. gets tired of so, her. <laughs> so I wrote like read this line and I think Becca is going to pity her, which is Olivia. So they have this whole thing and then it's more like, OK, agree to disagree. Olivia says, well, come again tomorrow. Fare thee well. A fiend like thee might bear my soul to hell and then leaves. So she's telling this guy, like, you're a demon who's dragging me to hell. See you tomorrow. Love you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, girl. Poor girl. She needs her dad and brother just died. She's seriously going through it. it. 
You call a lot of people demons when you're going through. Yeah, <laughs> but the, the problem isn't us. calling them demons. It's being like, love you. You know, like that's the problem. Well, women are constant in their love, Rachel. <gasps> if you fall in love with a guy and it turns out he's a demon from hell, you got to stick with it. Your only hope is that he has a twin. <laughs> <laughs> a non-evil twin. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. Hey, everybody. We hope you're enjoying this episode. We are chiming in to just let you know that there are a couple of different ways that you can support us. Um, I won't take up too much of your time. We're going to get right back into Twelfth Night. Don't worry. I know you're on the edge of your seats. Mm -hmm. um, but you can go to patreon.com slash fire the cannon and you can sign up for one of our tiers to get access to our bonus episodes, which we release um, at least one a month now. And um, you'll also have access to all of our back catalog. Um, we also have some other perks that are really nice. Um, if you're not able to support us monetarily right now, that's totally fine. We're glad you're here listening. If you'd like to do a little extra, you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. Um, you can also go on Spotify and give us a thumbs up. Another great way, and like I know we say this all the time, but it literally actually really, really improves things and matters, is just show us to someone who you think might like us. Every little bit helps. So if you want to talk to your friends and family about us, let us know. We love hearing from you guys too, so shoot us an email, drop us a line. Yeah, I don't think you can drop us a line because you don't know my phone number and I'm not going to give it out on the air, um, mm -hmm. but any other way, totally fine. If you give us enough money on Patreon, you might consider it. I mean, I, I give my phone number to all sorts of like companies and robots and all kinds of things. So yeah, you, you can have it too if you want it. For a price, <laughs> Jackie. For a, for, for, for a price. Yeah. I always forget that part. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We love you. We're about to get a little wacky with it. So back to the episode. <laughs> yeah, better before we get wacky. No, no, no. I'm saying the us in the episode are about oh, to. Oh, <laughs> not like, us. This midpoint ad is, is on the brink of madness, <laughs> so we better end it right now. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Okay. Well, All right. Back to the episode. Back to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get wacky. So anyway, she leaves, Toby and Fabian come back in, and they're talking to Viola as Cesario. And yeah. Toby is like, hey, look, you <laughs> did a bad thing to my friend Andrew. And she's like, well, what did I do? And he's like, don't worry about that. Trust me, you did something bad. He wants to fight you. He's like, no, you did. It was oh, you. I know it was you. It and he's going to fight you. you. <laughs> yeah. And so Toby's like, okay, well, you got to get ready to fight him. But let me tell you, this is like the best fighter on earth. Like I've seen him chop a man into a million pieces. Three I've, men, I think. <laughs> yeah. Like I've, you know, uh, jousted with him myself and he beats me easily. This is, of course, none of this is true. Andrew's an idiot. But he's like, just yeah. trust me. Like you got to fight this guy, but you really don't want to. So you better be good at it. And Viola's like, okay, I'm not going to fight him then. I'm going to ask Olivia to give me, like, an armed guard to walk me home. And Toby's like, uh, no, 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 like, you have to fight him. I'm not going to let fight you him yourself. He's like, oh, backtrack. I don't want an actual guard to accompany you. And also, like, he's not that bad. Like, I said he was really bad, but, like, he'll probably just, like, you know, he'll just, like, beat you up a little. I'll go talk to him and tell him to not fight you that much, okay? And she's like, okay. Yeah, so Toby, Toby's just so weird. What the hell is he doing? So now Toby goes with Andrew, and problem. Andrew's like, yep, t I talked to Cesario, Andrew, and oh my God, Cesario is a fighter. Like, ooh, he is good. He's going to rip so you to strong. pieces. Yeah. yeah, so Andrew's like, well, dang it. I guess I can't fight him then. He says, if I knew he was good at fighting, I would rather him go to hell than me fight him. Well, yeah, if you want to fight him, don't you want so, him to go to hell? <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. Yeah, she, he's like, yeah, if I knew he'd been so brave and so good at stabbing, I wouldn't have <laughs> challenged him. So um, how about instead of me fighting him, I'm just going to give him my horse to, to make him not fight me. <laughs> so now you've got two people who totally can't fight at all, both thinking the other one's a really like dangerous foe. Yeah. And Andrew's like, quick, just take my horse, give it to him. So Toby's like, don't worry, I'll take care of he, it. And, and Toby also backtracks to Andrew. He's like, he's not that good, as I said, and I'll go talk to him and try to convince him to, like, fight you less. Like, he'll probably just punch you a little bit and it'll be fine. Yeah. So he he's like, just don't worry, I'll take the horse. And then to, as an aside to the audience that Andrew can't hear, he says, I'll ride your horse as well as I ride Whoa, you. Whoa, that was a gay <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> I th- I mean, I know in this instance, he's just talking about, like, manipulating him, yeah. but, like, that was yeah, quite gay. Was. Yeah. So Fabian comes in with with Viola as Cesario, and Toby's like, hey, I got this horse. Uh, I convinced him <laughs> that you're scary. <laughs> and Toby's like, look, you have to fight, but you have to just punch him a little bit because he's you know, so Just a little of bit of you. fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And Viola is like, oh, my God, like, they're going to find out I'm a woman because I can't punch this guy at all. Um, (laughs) So then Andrew comes in. Toby's like, Andrew, I'm sorry, but like, you have to fight, but you have to just you have to just fight a little bit. He promised he won't hurt you. So then they both draw their swords and Antonio comes in. And guess who shows up, Becca? Oh, Jackie. Oh, sorry. I didn't know. My favorite guy in the land. Would you have guessed Antonio? No, I would have Becca? guessed um, Sebastian, because that would have been the most chaotic no, thing not yet. to happen. It has to get. It's going to get more chaotic. It's going to get okay, more here's chaotic. The thing. I've been laughing a lot in this scene. It's not because it's so funny. It's because everyone is so stupid. stupid so stupid. <laughs> right. Like it's not. It's not funny. It's just like, why are you doing this? Nobody would do this. And also, I don't. Like, again, the logistics of how this works on the stage, like, this is happening so fast. It's I'm like, sure it's funny. Yeah, yeah. well, like, every it's, paragraph, it's, 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 like, Toby goes to a different person and is like, I told him you were real scary. And it's like, they've got to be standing on the same stage, like, 10 feet apart. Yeah. But so, okay, so they're about to fight. Antonio comes in and, is like, blocks Yay. Cesario slash Viola and says, like, don't fight this guy. He's awesome. Wait, I love him. Do you think it's... Sebastian. He thinks Cesario is Sebastian. Yeah. So then police officers show up and they're like, oh, Antonio, we're going to arrest oh, you no. and take you to jail. The, the officer's like, hey, I, I recognize you. You're that guy who did that bad thing on the ocean. And he's like, no, I'm not. And he's like, yeah, you are. <laughs> you are. Like, why did you come back here? And he's like, it's because I love this guy. And then he's like, by the way, man, I need that. And like, now's the time to give me back the money oh, no. that I gave you. And yeah. Viola's like, Sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, you helped me, so I'll give you all my money, but I don't have a lot. Or no, she says, I'll give you half my money. <laughs> I'll give you half my money, but I don't have very much. And he's like, are you serious? This is how you betray me after everything I did? I pulled you from the freaking sea, and I was in Aww. love with you? Yeah, and I gave you my whole purse, and now you're acting like you've never even seen me? And Viola is like, I don't know who you are. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I don't know. Antonio's like, what the hell? So he says to the officers, the officers are like, come on, we got to go to jail now. And he's like, look, I saved that person from the jaws of death. And I relieved him with such sanctity of love 
and to his image, which methought did promise most venerable worth did I devotion. So Antonio's like, I saved this guy's life. He was so hot that I devoted myself to him. <laughs> yeah. And so, of course, Viola is thinking like, yeah, he did save my life because he just stopped me from getting stabbed just now. But he's talking about like, yeah. I, dr- I drugged this guy out yeah. of the ocean. <laughs> yeah. But also as he's leaving, he says like, oh, Sebastian, I can't believe you did this. And no one says anything. Viola doesn't say, oh, Whoa. you called me Sebastian. She thinks it. And she's like, Sebastian. He was talking about, like, knowing me, and then he also said the name Sebastian, and, like, my twin brother is named Sebastian, and he looks like me. Like, I'm purposefully emulating him right now. Too bad he's dead. Yeah, it sucks that he's dead, but he might be alive. Like, maybe I should consider, like, going to look for him. So she just leaves, saying, maybe my brother's alive. But she didn't say anything to Antonio, though. No. No, he gets led away. By the cops. And then Andrew is like, oh, well, wait a second. I need to go beat that guy up. And then follows after Viola. And that's the end of the act. <laughs> he says that to the police? No, they're gone. <laughs> he, he doesn't say, wait, bring him back. I have to beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> he wants no. to beat Viola up. And the cops are already gone. So we're in act four. And guess who's back? Just some clown and Sebastian bullshit. We don't have to go through all <sighs> yeah, this. Yeah, the fool and Sebastian are talking and the fool mixes up Sebastian and Cesario, of course. And then Andrew shows up and sees Sebastian and is like, aha, and immediately punches him. And Sebastian's <laughs> like, this country's crazy. First one guy <laughs> thinks I'm some other guy. Then another guy punches me for no reason. And then Olivia shows up and is like, hey, I wish that you would do me the honor of of like marrying me basically and he's like okay he doesn't know who she is at all never met her and he's just like sweet and then she's like great (laughs) (laughs) he's like of course i'd love to so he doesn't (laughs) think that viola's alive he's just like huh at this point no he just thinks this is a crazy country where people mix you up and punch you and hot ladies ask you to marry them (laughs) yeah he's just like all right then all right win some lose some he says so when andrew hits him He hits him back and Toby comes in and says, you hold on or I'll throw your dagger over the house. I'm going to throw your knife over (laughs) the house. Why is that a terrible threat? He'll lose his dagger. Maybe it's expensive. (laughs) Yeah, like maybe. I don't know. So Olivia comes in and he's like, uh, yeah, cool. Let's let's get married. This sounds pretty good. Um, so they leave. It, it is very, f- it's funny because, you know, she's like, oh, I wish that you would just change your mind and marry me. And he's like, okay. And she's like, oh, really? <laughs> that was so easy. he doesn't, he doesn't think like, yeah, oh, she- I never told you before that I wouldn't marry you. Like I wouldn't be, ch-. he doesn't think like, he doesn't think I've never even seen yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, I'm trying to find exactly how she phrases it. She's basically, she kind of like interrupts the fight and she makes the other guys leave. And then she says like, oh, come on, like quit fighting, calm down, just come to my house and I'll tell you some funny stuff about my uncle so that you can laugh. And she's like, of course you'll leave, but come on, just come to my house. And he's like, hmm, if this is a dream, I'd love to stay asleep. And she's like, oh, come on, I wish that you'd be ruled by me. And Sebastian says, madam, I will. (laughs) Rule me all night long. She's like, oh, awesome. 
Um, let's go. <laughs> so now they leave. Maria and the clown come in, and Maria's Ugh. like, hey, clown, dress up as basically a, psych- a priest. Yeah, but they call him Sir Topaz the Curate, so like a doctor yeah. of some sort. Um, so dress up like him, and then we're going to go talk with Malvolio, and then you're just going to make this even worse. Why is She's Maria terrible. doing this by the way, he's not he's not a doctor. Curate doesn't have any it's not related to cure. It's just a pastor. Okay, yeah. He is in the clergy. It says the t- but he wears a topaz which was thought to cure insanity. So he's carrying this specifically because he was thought to like be able to cure insanity. Holistic people. medicine. So this is just a particular guy who is thought to cure insanity because the role is not a psychologist. <laughs> He's a comic knight, a character in Chaucer, like in the Canterbury Tales. So like, would Malvolio <laughs> just be like, ooh, this fictional character is coming on up here? Well, if his name is Sir Topaz, I mean, presumably mm-hmm. he got his name because he's a guy in their town who has a topaz. And so maybe they're like, this particular guy has this anti-insanity stone. <laughs> Anti-insanity all know it. is so good. <laughs> yeah. So she dresses him up like Sir Topaz, the anti-insanity man. Mm-hmm. And he goes to Malvolio, who yeah. is basically imprisoned in a dark Yikes. room. And he yeah. gaslights the hell out of him and tries to make him think that the room is light. It's oh, terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. And he's so mean. And Malvolio's like, I'm not crazy. I'm as sane as everyone. He's like, uh, no, you're not. You're crazy. You're going to have to stay in there forever. It's just so, so mean. And then the fool like switches voices. And Malvolio's like, oh my gosh, fool, you've got to help me. Like, get me some paper. And then the fool goes back and forth between his Sir Topaz voice and his fool voice being like, what are you doing here? Oh, I came to talk to Malvolio. Oh, well, you know, he's crazy. Oh, what? He's crazy? Okay, I'm not going to listen to him then. Yeah, don't listen. Yeah. Like, that's the conversation, basically. Malvolio's like, get me, like, a pen and some paper and a candle so I can see. And the clown is like, you don't need a candle. Everything's really bright in there already. Like, just... Yeah, it's terrible. It's awful. Terrible. But he finally, finally fessed the fool. Is like, fine, I'll get you a pen and paper. And Malvolio's like, I'll prove that I'm not crazy. And Olivia's the crazy one. So, anyway. The next scene, I just wrote, Sebastian is going with the flow. Which is that Olivia says, oh, hey, if you actually love me, will you promise to love me forever? And he's like, yeah, sure. (laughs) And she's like, "Okay, great. I got a priest. Meet me at this chapel and we'll get married. And he's like, "Okay, sounds good. He does this with less thought than most people put into, like, I don't know, buying a chicken sandwich (laughs) or something. He's just like. All right. Like choosing the hotel to stay at with the love of your life, who's a man that you rescued from the sea. Yeah. Clearly. But so he's like, okay, that's awesome. And then he splits off and Olivia and the priest split off, I guess. But so they do get married in between acts. We're about to get into act five and they get married off screen, off page, off stage. It probably would have been really (laughs) funny. I wish we could have seen the wedding. Yeah. All right. So so act five is the final act. And when we start, Duke Orsino meets the fool who is with Fabian. They have some back and forth foolery and he gives the fool a couple coins. And then the fool's like, oh, you know, third time's a charm. And he's like, okay, we'll go get Olivia and I'll give you a third coin. That's enough of him. So then Viola and Antonio and all the officers show up and Orsino's like, I recognize you. You're that pirate. What are you doing here? Like, why did you come back here? Orsino recognizes Antonio? Okay. 
Yes, because Orsino's like a former fighting man, I guess. Yeah, because Antonio had said, like, I have a lot of enemies in Duke Orsino's court, Uh, so I can't be around there. Yeah. So Antonio tells him his side of the story of, like, why he ended up in this situation, which is, like, I saved this guy, and I love him, and he wanted to come here, so I followed him here. That's basically what he's saying. And Olivia and her attendants show up because Duke Orsino wanted her to come. And Viola is there, as you know. And Antonio is like, this is the guy. I was in love with him. He betrayed me. He did all this stuff. He stole my money. And Orsino does the first smart thing anyone's ever done, which is like, when did this happen? And Antonio says, we've been together every day for three months. Yeah. And Orsino says, well, that's not possible because he's been with me for three months. <laughs> so there's some wow, good job, here. Orsino. Yeah. This, this is why she's in love with him. <laughs> yeah, right. Viola, the entire time, every time someone says something like, no, he's been with me, or this happened and this other thing happened, Viola is just like, ah? <laughs> like, just doesn't... What? Yeah. She's just like, I'm so confused. She won't corroborate anyone's story. <laughs> yeah, she Yeah, won't. she's just like, what? I can't But he's using happening. the brain cell, so she can't use it right now. Only one person gets to use the brain cell at a time. Yeah, they're sharing one. <laughs> That's true. They're passing one brain cell around. <laughs> <laughs> it's true because, like, the one smart thing he says, she becomes an idiot. So when he sees Olivia, she's still obviously not into him. And he says, still so cruel. And she says, still so constant. Which, like, like yeah. I've been telling you the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm just not into you. And then he does something horrible, which is that he's like, you know what? I could be like that Egyptian thief and kill the thing I love. And I'm like, okay, dude, you lost Yuck. me. Like, I, I'm not on your I side anymore. I was never on his side. <laughs> but he also says, I'll settle for killing Cesario instead. Viola says, that sounds great. Like, I would so die for you. Like, go ahead and kill me if you want. And Olivia's like, no, no husband, come here. And Viola's like, what, husband? (laughs) And she's like, we're married. You can't die for guys anymore. (laughs) Yeah, you can't die for this guy. You're my husband. She's like, hate to say it. I want it to be secret, but I'm married to Cesario. And of course, Cesario's like, what are you talking about? No, we're not. And she says, here comes the priest. He'll tell you. And the priest says, yeah, they got married two hours ago. You know, Viola's like, no, I love this guy. I love the Duke. Like, we're not married. Why isn't she? Just say, I've been here for the past two hours. I couldn't have married you two hours ago. She must have been away from the Duke, at least, for him to be like, huh, I guess you were gone. Because she was looking for her brother Mm, at that time, I suppose. So she has no alibi. But then Viola's like, no, I love you so much. I love you more than I would ever love a wife. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which poor Olivia. (laughs) Andrew comes in at this point and he points at Cesario and he's like, hey, that's the dude that beat me up. And Viola's like, what are you talking about? Because it was Sebastian. So now Toby comes in and he says the same thing. And he's like, yep, that's the dude. All right. He beat us up pretty good. Olivia says, why don't you guys go to bed? And they do. Yeah. (laughs) They're just like, why doesn't she ever tell anyone that she has a twin? Like that never occurs to her. I don't know. Wait till you see this. This is the best part. Sebastian shows up. And and I wrote, Sebastian is a himbo because this is Huge what he does. Himbo. Let me find it exactly. So he sees them. So Antonio's like, what the fuck? There's two of you. You look exactly the same. Which one of you is Sebastian? Sebastian looks at his twin and says, do I stand there? I never had a brother, nor can there be that deity in my nature of here and everywhere. I had a sister whom the blind waves and surges have devoured of charity. 
What kin are you to me? What countryman? What name? What parentage? <laughs> so Viola says, my dad was your dad. And Sebastian's like, weird. And she's like, this was his name. And he had a mole on his face. And Sebastian's like, my, that was my dad's name. <laughs> my dad had a mole on his face. He's like, if you were a woman, I would hug you and be like, oh, th- my drowned sister. Here you are. <laughs> yeah. So I I wrote out this little dialogue as basically like he comes in and he's like, hey, sorry, I hurt your friends. But like they came at me for no reason. I don't understand. And then he's like, why is everybody looking at me funny? The Duke's like, oh, my God, there's two of you. Sebastian's like, oh, my God, it's Antonio, my bestie. I love you. I missed you so much. Antonio's like, oh, my God, there's two of you. Olivia at this point goes, good. She's like, sweet. I love one of them. Now there's two. This is great. That was pretty funny. Sebastian at this point now himself notices that he's like, wait a second, there's another one of me. Viola is going back and forth saying, like, your dad was my dad. Like, they had the same name. He died the day your- When your sister was 13 or when my- It's- Yeah, all these things. Viola says, my dad died the day your sister Viola turned 13, which is their twins. So that would have also been his 13th birthday. So I don't know why. And Sebastian's like, oh yeah, poor Viola. That really ruined her day. Aren't they twins? <laughs> they like, are I, twins. I thought they were twins. They were okay. born in the same hour. <laughs> Maybe they're born on different days, though. Yeah, like, one was like 11.59 or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so Sebastian's like, yep, I remember that pretty well. And so at this point, Viola finally says, I am Viola, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> does she call him yeah. an idiot? What does she call him? No. She just says, I'm Viola, and I will prove it once someone gives me my maiden weeds back. And weeds was like slang for clothes. (laughs) Clothes. So she, this is what I wrote. I was like, why does she have to say? I can prove it. Okay. Gender is so much of a construct in this play that she's like, I will be able to prove I'm a woman once I'm wearing girl clothes. Then you'll see. And nobody is like, you don't have to do that. Like, you just said you're Viola. Like, I'll just believe you. They're just like, yeah, we got to see you in a dress. No other way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then when Orsino hears that she's a woman, he says, that's awesome. And then he, he calls her a boy again. He says, boy, you always say that you love me more than a woman, don't you? This is great for me. Can't wait to see you in girl clothes. Yeah, he's like, so was I... When when you said repeatedly that you would never love a wife as much as you love me, was that like was where you get like big of me a sign? Is that like or, sexual? Like yeah, are you like, into you, me? <laughs> yeah, just can you clarify that for me? And Viola's like, yeah, I'm into you. He's like, boy, are you into me? And now you're like a girl boy kind of thing. Like nice, okay, let's get you in a dress. <laughs> Sebastian turns to his new wife Olivia and basically just says like, oh, you almost married a girl. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, you married a man and a maiden at the same time because you thought you were marrying her, but really you married me. Sebastian, what? But she thought that Viola was a boy. So what is he talking about? Why is he not hugging his sister instead of just being like, dude, Olivia, you almost married that girl. That's fucked up. Yeah. Wouldn't that be so funny if you were lesbians? That would be hilarious. <laughs> what yeah. if you were lesbians with a woman who looks just like me? Wouldn't that be so funny? <laughs> Wouldn't that be so funny? So the Duke is like, great, let me see you in that in that lady outfit and then we can go do things. Viola's like, well, there's one problem. Malvolio put the guy who has my dress in prison. So Olivia's like, go get that dress man right now. We got to see her in a dress. <laughs> but, but then the fool arrives and he has Malvolio's letter. And he's like, read this. And Lilitor's like, Olivia, you betrayed me. I'm going to show the world the proof. And she's like, just bring Malvolio to us at this point. She's like, I don't know what's going on. I didn't betray Malvolio. So at this point, the Duke says to Olivia, you're my sister now. 
because uh, just forget all that stuff I said about being in love with you forever. Like now I've got this boy. We are sisters. I have this wonderful boy wife. It's yeah. great. Olivia looks at Cesario slash Viola and is like, we're sisters too now. Also forget that I said I was going to love you forever. We're sisters. I think she's <laughs> actually the one who first says to Orsino, hey, I'm your sister or like I'm about to be your sister. How? I think she's the one who proposes the sisterhood to everyone. Oh, I guess because she married, like, Viola is now her sister Yeah, because she's like, I'm about to be your sister because you're about to marry my husband's twin. Yeah. So that's solved. And then she goes to Viola and is like, hey, we're sisters. Don't worry about that anymore. And then she says to Orsino, hey, what if you have your wedding at my house and I pay for it? And he's like, that's a that great deal That is a me. great deal for him. <laughs> I just feel like this was a really quick pivot from him being like, yeah. women can't understand love because men will love the same woman forever. And then he's just like, actually, forget about that. You're my sister now. I'm going to marry this other dude. Well, every man's dream is to have a boy that's really a girl that is into him, I guess. I don't know what she's trying to say. No, no, it's, it's a girl that's into him that he feels seen by that he didn't have to put any work into wooing. Ooh, good point. In fact, you can actively be a dick to her and she'll still be into you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Malvolio arrives and he's like, look at this letter. Are you going to deny this is your handwriting? And she's like, yeah, I am. It's not my handwriting. It's Maria's handwriting. And then Fabian is like, hey, yeah, that was us. Sorry. Toby made her do it. <laughs> it was a prank. Toby, Toby's the one who made us all do it. And also to thank her for doing that. He married Sir her. Toby married her. So that's why they're not on the stage right now they like, they got Toby and maybe that's why Maria was maybe she was into Toby the whole time that's why she did all that crap she she has to have been she went so far beyond what anyone should have done yeah in the first episode Rachel said Maria had a crush on Toby because Toby said she adores me and I thought that's just Toby being drunk like she doesn't adore you but just maybe Toby she did. being Toby yeah. someone being did Toby. love Toby after all yeah, so Fabian immediately takes Mariah off the hook. God, Mariah, Maria. Um, and is like, yeah, to Toby begged her to do it, so she did it. So don't be mad at her. And Malvolio is basically like, fuck all y'all. Well, he should be mad at Toby, <laughs> though. Leaves. Shouldn't Toby be on the hook? He says, I'm going to get yeah. revenge. And then he walks away. And then Duke Orsino is like, servants, go after him and get him to chill out. And that's the end of Malvolio. <laughs> yeah, he says, I'm going to get revenge on all of you, like all of yeah. you. So then the Duke says, again, he call, he continues to call Viola Cesario and he's like, boy, yes. I'm going to keep calling you a boy until you put on a dress. So Cesario, come with me and let's get married. Basically, like, yeah. I'm glad you're a woman, but don't be not a boy I kind just of like yet. this boy thing. Yeah, yeah. I get two for one. That's what he's saying. <laughs> but he doesn't want to come right he's out and say that. He's going to marry him dressed as a boy? Well, he's like, he, he's not coming right out and saying, I like you as a boy. He's saying like, well, you don't have a dress yet, so I can't call you a woman yet. I'm going to keep treating you like a boy Cesario f uh, for now. Like as long as I can. <laughs> yeah, but then when we're married, then you'll be my wife. <laughs> yeah and he's also like also you called me master for so long and now you will be the mistress but for now i'm still gonna call you cesario and a boy and she's like all right sounds good to me yeah my dress is in jail so <laughs> you need to unjail <laughs> <Yeah>. my dress <laughs> and then 
to cap off this play, the fool sings a farewell song, and that's the end. Seems a little. What song about, about Antonio? Rain. Yeah, what happened to Antonio? He's the only one who just. He might be in jail. <laughs> I have to say it's very lucky for Sebastian that Olivia married him because she's actually like pretty smart and competent and has a lot of money and she like has a strong backbone and he'll just do whatever. So it's good that he has a wife like that, I think. Well, she just married that guy just based on his looks alone. So. <laughs> well, no, no, no. She she was into Cesario because of their little battle of wits. But then for some reason, I guess she fell in love with him for his personality and then decided actually his looks were the more important thing. I feel like she fell in love with Cesario (laughs) within like two seconds. Like she literally just met him and was like, I'm not going to marry your boss. It was like verbal sparring for a whole scene. And at the end, she's like, "Hmm, hmm, okay. Men, do you hear that? Five minutes of verbal sparring, that's enough to get you a be devoted wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, to get your twin brother a Even if wife. he's dumb and he could never verbal spar. Well, she doesn't know that yet, at least. They're we'll already see. married. It's too late. Maybe she'll be like, I can get my sparring on the side from my sister-in-law, and then I'll like, have a boy <laughs> version at home. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we're, we're, we're <laughs> heading downhill into a very strange thruple. There's like a weird, very weird psychosexual thing going on. Uh, But anyway, it all turned out perfectly because Viola left it up to to Antonio. Except for Malvolio and Antonio. I was being sarcastic. (laughs) Obviously, that's not a perfect ending. That's a terrible ending. What a scenario. (laughs) What a scenario. I feel like they thought we only cared about the twins and Orsino and Olivia, but it's like, I do feel bad for Malvolio, and I feel very bad for Antonio. I was rooting for him. I know. I hope he doesn't have to go to jail, at least. That would be terrible if Sebastian got married behind his back, and he goes to jail. Sebastian would forget about him right away. We all know it. (laughs) Antonio goes to jail, and jail is where the guy is who has Viola's dress, so maybe Antonio will put on the dress. I don't know what's going to happen now. I just feel like this was ripe for a sequel and we never got one. Malvolio said he was going to do revenge. Okay, it's possible. So the sea captain is in prison. Antonio's a former pirate. Like, that actually could be a really nice little meet cute, don't you think? Yeah. In prison, wrongly Ooh, and imprisoned. they escape prison together. And then they fall in love and they're like, man, you also got betrayed by one of that pair of twins. Me too. <laughs> we have so much in common. I've got a room reserved at the Elephant. You can stay there since everywhere else is booked in town. Wait, Antonio and who else? The sea captain who the rescued captain. Viola. He's the one with her dress who's oh, in why jail. Why is he in jail? Why is he in jail? We don't know. Malvolio put him <laughs> in jail. Why? Oh yeah, Malvolio put him there. We don't oh my know. gosh. But I'm just saying maybe they meet in jail and it's cute. They're both men of the sea. They're both seamen. And they both dealt with issues from the twins. They have dealt with some issues. That is one way to put it. Um, Well, this was confusing. I don't like the ending. I feel really bad for Malvolio. He was wearing these tight little cross guard (laughs) stockings the whole time. Hopefully he untied them when he was in jail. (laughs) I hope so. If he didn't, that's on him. I I like it. I keep, I say keep this play. I do. I like the play. It was so I don't dumb. like the yeah. ending, but I like the play. I like how the ending happened and you're like, why? This didn't resolve anything. I have more questions <laughs> now. <laughs> and 
also the whole thing could have been resolved so much sooner if someone had just been like, gee, they, they're really all treating me like there's a doppelganger of me walking around doing stuff that I didn't do. I wonder if it might be my twin that I don't know is alive or dead. Yeah. You know, like, wouldn't, wouldn't that thought cross your mind? And say to other people, wait a second, I have a it twin. It wouldn't cross your mind if it wasn't your turn with the brain cell. You know? <laughs> True. <laughs> wait, so now you're saying Viola and Sebastian and Orsino all I think share so. a brain cell? Yeah. And Olivia. And the fool. What? What? That's the problem is that the fool usually has the brain cell. There's one brain cell yeah. in the whole play. The thing is, I get why Sebastian wouldn't be like, oh, my sister's alive because everybody is like, you know, it's yeah. a man, whatever. But right, oh, right. But Viola has no excuse to not think, oh, my twin brother, who I purposefully tried to make myself look exactly like, is probably alive and close by. Yeah, because you both shipwrecked in the same place at the same time. Like, of course, he would have come to the same shore. Who who gets the idiot award for the whole Sebastian. Play? You think Sebastian, because of seeing his twin and being like, wow, you look exactly like me. I think it's Orsino. I think it's Orsino. Oh, gosh. Why does he get the idiot award? He just would never listen to Olivia, and he also wouldn't listen to Viola. Yeah, that's just rude. He's the asshole award. It's also stupid, though. I, You know what would be so funny is to stage a version of this play where the brain cell is, like, physically represented by, like, a candle that yeah. they pass around or something. <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell the audience, like, okay, now it's your turn with the brain cell. <laughs> that would be funny. And everybody else just, like, duh, their lights turn off. Or if off. the brain cell was a character, like, a person dressed in, like, a little gray outfit. Like a little fairy or and something. And just, like, danced around between person to person, like, put their hand on the shoulder of the one who's about to say something smart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty good. So I don't know. Yeah, I'll keep it in the canon. What do you think, Becca? Yeah, I love it. But I think part of that is because of (laughs) She's the Man. So I I feel like this is, Uh, it's comedy gold, you know? I feel like it's so special that you could write something (laughs) that 400 years in the future, people would still be laughing at. Like, are people going to laugh at our dumb shit 400 years from now? This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Was it in iambic pentameter, though? Most of the time it was. I mean, sure, but like he he cheats. Like instead of saying like into the other, at one point he says a tother. Come on. (laughs) And there's just so many, you know, apostrophes all over. Yeah, but it's not cheating. It's just like you can't write an entire play like that. Like that would kind of start to feel stilted after That's a while. That's too I think. much cheating. And it's other is does feel stilted. I have to literally be like, wait, what? What are you trying to say? So anyway, I'm just saying I think Shakespeare, it would have been better if he had like sprinkled in a couple extra syllables here and there as opposed to trying to squish <laughs> it all up <laughs> like that. Yeah. Well, mu- most of it is not in pentameter at all, but um, a lot of the like longer monologues are. And it's funny because like I could tell, for example, when I was like reading the Antonio monologues that he was about to say something about love because he would end a line on like move or prove. And like Shakespeare always rhymed. Prove would you say prove mm-hmm. or Louvre? I How would you pronounce <laughs> to make it rhyme? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you just have to pronounce them not rhyming, but he like, oh yeah, visually that rhymes. But, but it's a play like, though. Watch a play performed. Yeah. I know, I know. But Antonio says something about prove and I'm like, God, this guy's about to confess his love again. And then he does. Yeah. Oh, Antonio. <laughs> but I think, yeah, like I said, I mean, I think it actually brings up interesting questions about like, do we even understand what we're attracted to? Like we can say that we're straight, but like 
clearly this Duke Orsino was into Cesario the whole time. Show a woman one androgynous beauty. Phew. Game over. Game over. Yeah. We're all about that. Game over for the rest of you (laughs) But I don't think they ever explicitly said they were straight, if you think about it. I mean, if I was in love with someone who was a girl and then they had a twin brother. You could just transfer that. It's very simple. (laughs) If I was bisexual, I would be unhappy or a lesbian or bisexual or whatever. I would be mad that they swapped in an unknown man who just looked the same as this woman that I had this relationship with. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't just. I'm saying the only reason. She should be okay with that is if she's just like very, very or straight. only into looks. Or only into looks. I don't, I feel like she's not quite that straight because again, even Sebastian is kind of androgynous. Like they bo- they look very similar to each other. So I don't mm-hmm. know. But I, I guess I'm just saying if she was bi or like if she didn't have a genital preference, then why would she be like, oh yeah, nice. I'm in a straight marriage. You know what I'm saying? Why not be like, whatever. I maintain my my opinion is she didn't speak to Cesario for hardly any time at all before she was like, that dude looks good. And she was into it. Something about him drew her in. Maybe it wasn't just the looks. Maybe it was a little bit of like the androgynous. I'm you, it's the personality. She didn't get a sense of his personality. They talked for two seconds. Jackie, that's how these freaking plays work. And they did talk quite a bit. They had multiple like long back and forths before she was like, wait a second. That's not true. I that love was their this. very first conversation. She said that. Yeah, that's the personality. And also, we know that the Duke is hot, and she's not into it. We know the Duke is hot? She waits till they have the conversation, and then she's like, yeah, we know he's hot. He has to be. Yeah, because why else would, like, Mm. he's terrible. Why else would Viola like him? Yeah, he has a bad personality. Only a hot guy could get away with such a bad personality. Or a rich guy. Yeah. It, it is good. Like, Olivia, no matter how pathetic she is, she still had standards. Higher standards than Viola. Yeah, Viola was just, I don't know what caused her to love the Duke. Like, that we get no insight Stockholm into. Syndrome. Well, maybe they <laughs> also, they had that kind of bro relationship. Maybe she had never been friends with a man before. That's what I said. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was probably enticing. I don't know. Whatever. We can't figure this out. Shakespeare does not understand women or people <laughs> in general. He doesn't Definitely understand not women. women or people, which are not categories that overlap, apparently. People in general, Jackie. I mean, he wasn't great at being married himself. Like, he married Anne Hathaway and then just, like, kind of abandoned him a family. His like, he country, sent them. Yeah. And he sent them money, but, like, he never really lived with them. <laughs> they live somewhere else, but he lived and worked in London and was just with all his theater buddies all the time. So maybe he was gay. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I may, or maybe he just didn't like having a family and he was just like, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to do. So I'm going to do like, it. I need to be free to do my art. Like, I can't deal with kids. Do you wish he had just stayed home and raised his kids? Then we wouldn't have any Shakespeare plays. We don't need as many as we have. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I feel like those kids, they probably were fine. Like Hamnet. Hamnet One of them grew died. Up. He died. <laughs> he died at like the age of 12. Okay, Shakespeare couldn't have saved him. He's not a doctor. You don't know. I do know Shakespeare's Maybe not a doctor. if he had a strong father figure, his immune system would have been better. Yeah, that's how that works. Stress weakens the immune system, Jackie. That is how that works. Sometimes having a dad around can be more stressful than not having a dad. If the dad is inattentive yeah. or bad. Shakespeare, 
Let this be a lesson to you. (laughs) An audience, (laughs) you as well. (laughs) Be a good dad, all of you. All of you be a good dad. Some of you who are listening, we know are good dads. Thanks, dads. Um, All right. Well, do you want to go ahead and wrap this up then? If you want to support us, please, you know, go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, leave us a thumbs up on Spotify, talk to your friends and family. You can also go to patreon.com slash firethecanon and become one of our patrons for only a little bit of money every month you get access to all of our bonus content so consider doing that please every little bit helps yeah it it helps <laughs> yeah if you feel like you can't give very much and it wouldn't matter like literally every bit helps so thank you for even considering oh yeah it. Yeah. And if you want to check us out on social media, um, I'm ramping up that Instagram shit, but better believe me. Um, we're at Fire the Cannon Pod on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Our email address is firethecannonpodcast at gmail.com. Our Facebook group is Fire the Cannon Podcast. And as always, Cannon is spelled C A N O N. Okay, Becca, Jackie, me, Rachel, let's all say bye. One. Oh, bye. bye, everyone. Oh. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Lo Ling says bye, too. Oh, she's so cute.